spectacular. Matthew, Matthew, are you there? This is our premier steamer trunk. All handmade, only the finest materials. It's even watertight, tight as a drum. If I had the need and the wherewithal, Mr. Banks, this would be my trunk of choice. I'll take four of them. May you live to be a thousand years old, sir. Hey, hey, hey! You know what those smooth sounds mean. Oh, you know. Feel it in your bones. It's the start of another one magical hour. A Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. I'm joined today by my number one co-host. Is he a is he a fashion victim? Fashion victim or fashion slave? You make the call. Did he recently maybe cut too much of his beard? Yeah, one of the coolest haircuts out there. He's my main man. You know him. You love him. Mr. Schaefer Hall. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks so much for the introduction. And, uh... Oh. I... <laughs> we did that so perfectly. I just screwed it up. The whole point was for me to come in with the lyric. Alright. Pretend like you didn't hear me. No, we're not going to start over again. Just pretend like I didn't say any of that. Let's slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plane, Stan. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just listen to me. Okay, so... <laughs> Paul Simon... Paul Simon describes in that... Or the, the name of the song is 50, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. How many... How many did I just name? Slip out the back, Jack. That's one. Drop off the Keeley... That's two. Make a new plan. Make a new plan, Stan. See, make a new plan, Stan. Though that's not a plan. That's Mm, talking about right, right, right. That's That's not not actual leave. That's not actually leaving. That sounds like you're scared to leave. Don't need to be coy, Roy. That's also also (laughs) advice. You're you're in a toxic relationship and you're scared of her. (laughs) So, we heard this. uh, My fellow bartenders uh, at the front page and I heard this. And we were we were concerned, you know. That is, that is forty seven ways short of fifty. So uh, how about this? Ride on a horse, Boris, <laughs> or anything with wheels, Jamil. <laughs> like a nice car, Nassar. <laughs> how about a pickup truck, Chuck? Or even a Cadillac, Shadrach? Or a limo, Nolo? You can go to outer space, Grace. Just put up your thumb, Adam. Go to the beach, Manish. Out on the jetty, Letty. There's public transportation, Sebastian. Take you a trolley, Ollie. Or a double-decker, Becker. Take the subway, Shumway. Maybe you're you're disguising, Brian. Like changing your hat, Cat. So longer hems on, Jameson. Or a Christmas sweater, Heather. How about a scarf on your neck, Jeff? 
Change your profession, Jonathan. Play, play the ball that is volley, Holly, or tennis on the lawn, Sean. Learn, learn to lose a belt, Sander, Alexander. And, and that's as far as I got. I really I, like how you've woven in our friends' names. <laughs> to that. I know. Uh, gosh, I know you guys wanted me to go 37 more, but I didn't. I, I, I didn't uh, is that all you did? 13? I think I did 13, yeah. Oh, dude, it seemed like... I don't, I, I don't think you counted right there. Sorry, no, that's not right. 10. I think, I think you got more than 13. Four, yeah, 24. 24. Well, I, got ha- I mean... I got halfway there. But the point, it's just with that... You know, Paul Simon has got a few years on me. He had a lot more time. And I that was just... That was just me this this morning, banging away on the old laptop. Come on, all I'd say is, come on, Paul. Wasn't this in a text thread recently? <laughs> was it? I don't know. It, 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 I mean, it's been a while, but uh, there was some banding about of the ways to leave your lovers in a, in a spurious text thread. Not a different, <laughs> a different spurious text thread that we're on. Um, <laughs> I liked the Shumway line. I, I really liked how I really liked the variety of names that you used there. <laughs> Paul seemed to stick with like just regs, waspy names. Um, but that was a lot of fun. I I I think that it, the song does fall terribly short. It falls short. It really. I mean, it's it's solutions oriented. But it doesn't offer an, enough like technical expertise. It's like getting a liberal arts degree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you, it seems like you. It seems like you can help him quite a bit. Yeah, I, I'm, also, I'm here. Paul Simon, get at me. I'm sure there's there's lots of your songs that I could really improve once we start. Once we get after it. I m- think, my uh, first thought of, of that is that uh, I don't. I don't think I've been in fifty relationships. Not. We're not romantic relationships. I mean, I've had a, I've had a few. I've certainly had my share, but um, you know, fifty. Listen, the guy's a he's a music star. You know, that's how that's how this whole conversation is. This this song is on Porter's playlist at the bar. So it, and uh, you know the the uh, Spotify playlist has a way of kind of even though you have it on shuffle, it plays the same song at the same time every day. So we got, <laughs> we started, you know, and I was like I was like you know. He talks. He says fifty ways to leave leave your lover, but I, you know, I've only ever used the same one or two of them. You know? There's yeah. There's there's, uh, there's um there's start ghosts. there's kind of start being a dick, um, so that she breaks up with you, and yeah, and then there's just sort of disappearance if that's like logistically possible if you're not in a class together or something. Um. So yeah, certainly. Uh, I've had my share of not very good ones. I like to think that I got better about it as I got older, but I, th- I think Paul was just encouraging serial monogamy, right? <laughs> well, he did end up, you know, like it's okay to have a girlfriend and it's okay to just leave her. He didn't. He did end up sticking with Edie for quite a long time. So, but that was an older version of him. Yeah. You know, he was a rambling guy in his youth. I can imagine. Or I could not imagine. <laughs> hey, hey um, today, I'm, of course, I'm working at home, and I'm at the kitchen table, and Amy's in the office, 
and I hear her on a work call. Um, and then suddenly she's, she's talk, she says, my husband does a podcast. Um, and, um, what, <laughs> I'm just thinking, who is she telling that I do a podcast? Um, it's just interesting hearing one side of a conversation. She yeah. was. She said, "My husband does a podcast. I haven't actually listened to any yet. Uh, what's it about?" Um, and she's fumfering around, and I'm like, "The three C's. The three C's. Communication, comedy, comfort." But it does make me think that we got to work on our elevator pitch. The, yeah, the three C's is good. That's like entree. I think it's a. a it's a podcast about words. You know, this is something that our, our our podfathers, Luke and Andrew, have struggled with for the last 10 years. Defining what the podcast is about. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of important for people to know that that it's not about any one thing, you know? You want people to know that. Because you definitely you don't want to pigeonhole a cast like this. A cast like this has got to breathe. So, you know, <sighs> I think really the three C's... The three C's, community, comedy, and comfort, um, should be enough for anybody. I mean, if that's what you're looking at, if that's what you're looking for in a cast, hey, you know what? I can, I think I can hear you. I can hear me and your monitor. I, I, oh. <laughs> you could probably just turn that down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I could hear myself there. Um, I mean, for instance, this cast is getting better in audio quality like every second. It was just because yeah. you. It was just because you had your headphone to your side, to the side, and you were kind of down close to your mic. I'll put it, I'll yeah, put it yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, that was interesting. Uh, his. She was speaking to someone from a different office, and his wife. Uh, it came up because his wife is doing a podcast. Oh wow! Called like uh, Office Politics, mm. and it's about stuff that happens around the. I, I will say that a lot of of pods out there. Wait, excuse me. Not a lot. But some pods are more focused on a topic. They are about yeah. something. Sure. There are plenty of pods similar to ours that are conversational. I will say I've have been continuing to like listen to new pods um, and like um, you know just check out other newbies. Really, is mostly I've I've also, I've been listening to some other. Thi- I've started listening to Dopey. Because you had mentioned that, I've continued to listen to that. But I've also been listening to, like, just some. Who is this per? Who is this person? Uh, I listened to one yesterday. It was like "Caught Me Smoking" podcast, and it's just about it. It's one guy, and he just gets high. He talks about what kind of weed he's smoking, and then he starts talking. And some <laughs> comedy. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it was in the comedy category, but. Um, it was interesting. It's just interesting to see what people are doing. Also, varying levels of audio quality. Like, sure. I think at this point, we've got that dialed in a little bit compared to some of the things that I'm listening to. We're definitely, we're definitely um, getting there, yeah. It's a, you know, I always play it in my car to kind of, I feel like that's a good, you know, if it sounds, you know, it's like it's always going to sound good on, your, you know, my home stereo or in headphones, or it's going to sound better. But I feel like in the car, that's when you know that's when most people are going to be going to be listening to it. So I figure if it sounds good in there, it will sound good pretty much anywhere. You think we're mostly listened to in cars? I really, I guess I should say that. I have no idea. 
I mean, I, some people probably listen to us in headphones. Yeah, people are commuting a lot less lately. So. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. You're absolutely right. A lot of headphones. But, you know, um, podcasts are fascinating. It's a long form. It's... Um, it's a thing that is, I don't know, it's so critical, us people just talking, you know? Yeah, and it's definitely like, it, it really picks up where where radio leaves off or where radio can't go, you know? Uh, radio stations being limited, you know, to, you know, only a certain number per market, you know, they become very homogenous very quickly. They're only gonna, you know, they're only gonna report on the same things. They're gonna, um, you know, it becomes a problem really quickly. And then, and I think uh, it's really good to have podcasts to round that out and to do things a little more, a little more wild, a little more on the fly, do things a little different. Well, as I get exposed to different people through podcasts, it reminds me of how like. <laughs> People are people change. People are malleable, and when you hear somebody's ideas and think about things from somebody else's point of view, it changes your thought. It changes your direction. Um, like in podcasts and just in a regular conversation, we don't really talk in certainties. You know, like we're using each other for a soundboard, and it isn't like a cable news show where. <laughs> We've. I'm not a guest who's come on here and I have this agenda. I mean, I do have an agenda. I want my. I want my audience to feel comfort and think more about communication and maybe laugh. Um, it, like if I had an agenda, obviously it's that. But um, I don't know. Fascinating. Yeah, crazy time to be alive, Kimosabe. No doubt. Uh, and that reminds me. I, I'd like to give a shout out to my cousin Drew. Uh, not to put him on blast too much. But he's in the Navy, uh, and of course, I love him very much. Uh, and when tonight when I was watching the football game and uh, an advertisement came on paid for by Joe Biden uh, that said, you know, it suggested that uh, most, most military service workers have, uh, have come out in favor of Joe Biden. And, I, you know, I mean, I said to myself, maybe that's true, maybe that's not, but I, you know, I texted Drew and he said, you know, it's a really interesting thing. He said, you know, if you're, if you're in uniform, you're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to espouse a particular candidate. You're not, um, but when you're out of uniform, of course it's fine. Uh, and he said, uh, he said he wasn't sure about, you know, that fact. He said it didn't seem quite right to him. Uh, but he did tell me that, uh, that to him, it seems to be breaking in the same way that everywhere is breaking and that a lot more young people are, you know, young people in the military are supporting Biden. Um, some of the more, you know, some more established, more conservative, older folks, uh, are, uh, are tend to be for Trump. And, uh, like I said, I, I don't want to put them on blast too much because, you know, that's, um, I thought you, know. you said we weren't going to get political. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. I, right. I, th I thought you said don't, say a word about politics people are out here you said no, this, is what you, this is what you said people are out there and it's before the election and everything's really tense we need to keep this light and happy 
Yeah. Wait, I did say... And you've said both of the candidates' names now. I did, yeah, I did say five days before the election. But I just, I it was really just kind of talking about, like, it's okay if we have a kind of a wayward, weird uh, episode, just the two of us tonight. Well, speaking of wayward, weird episodes, um, what about that intro? <laughs> that was wacky. What is that, Freaky Friday? <laughs> Listeners, I did that. That was my idea. And I did it just because, you know, Matthew usually comes in singing a song. And I was like, well, I have a song to talk about, so I want to come in singing a song. And then after all that... I don't... Know, wait, I don't sing a song. <laughs> I reference a song. Reference a song, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, with, with, yeah. with some lyrics. But you, you had yeah. some lyrics ready, and then you, you just... <laughs> I can cut. I could cut it out. I could probably cut right to where you. No, no, no. It's fine. It's more fun than this way. I think. <laughs> well, it's October 29th, and I would say that maybe this is our Halloween episode. Yeah. Are we gonna? Yeah. I, I don't know when we're gonna pod next. It okay. may. It may. It. It may be a few days. You know. Yeah. Uh, were we talking about potting together on Monday somehow? Maybe. maybe like uh... just recording it. Yeah. On a device, okay. Well, we can talk about that. But so, I, so let's say let's pretend this is our Halloween episode. Happy, happy, almost Halloween. Let me let me ask you something, uh, fellow adult. Um, do you dress up for Halloween? Uh, I don't. I I think that it's fun to do so. Um, I just like I'm not very crafty, so. I have trouble making costumes, so yeah. sometimes I'll just kind of like, you know, dress weird, like wear a shirt with some skulls on it, and like a top hat, and, mm-hmm. a, and a, you know, a, an eye patch or something, and carry around a cane, you know, kind of create, I'll just create a weird character based on, you know, some weird clothes that I have around. I have a lot of respect um, for that. But uh, Something very low uh, effort. Yeah, you got it. Super like, low effort. I do like, I love October. I love the fall. I love... October, my favorite month. I love Aut- spooky things. Autumn, my favorite season. I love masquerading. Um, yeah. So I, Listen, stuff. I love all those things, too. Um, I have to say that for the last, I don't know, man, like easily 15 years, I've pretty much just gone, you know what? I'm an adult, especially especially since I had kids. Especially since I have kids, sure, I'm like, that makes a big I'm a dad. I'm here to, for safety. I'm like safety patrol. Um, I, I I've actually worn like a like a PPE reflective vest for trick or treating, just like and a flashlight. You know, what's your costume, Dad? Um, that's pretty much been me, and I know that that's kind of. Um, uh, it's, it's party pooper. I'm, I'm a kind of a party pooper guy, especially with Halloween. I feel like Halloween, um, I, I have a lot of respect for Dia de los Muertos or All, All Saints Day. Um, you know, this sort of reverence for the dead and remembrance for those recently passed. I think that's great. But, but yeah, the, yeah. but the American Halloween is just like such a, it's such a money grab, you know, like it's, sure. it's just, it just pumps money into the economy. Look, people enjoy it. That's fine. But I don't have to, I don't have to dress up. I don't even have to dress up to enjoy. I like a Halloween party. 
Um, but it, you know, it's been a while. Like when Amy and I first got together, maybe I dressed up for a couple of Halloweens. Um, I, I, uh, I like. Did y'all like, ever do a? Y'all ever do a, a couple's costume? We did. We did. Um, um, Jack and Meg White. The year that. <laughs> nice. The year that they. Uh, they like pulled out of ACL. Uh-huh. And I I put I had a, a t shirt on that said F U A C L. It was a pretty good costume. I that was I had just broken my leg. I was still like on a cane. Um, there there was a Halloween a couple years before that, probably going back to like two thousand four or five, where um, there used to be a. Karaoke, all roads lead to karaoke. There used to be a karaoke contest at Club DeVille on Halloween. Remember the old Club DeVille? Uh-huh. I think it's Cheer Up Charlie's now, yeah, or, yeah. or most recently. Who knows, after the pandemic. Um, yeah, there was a there was a, uh, a karaoke contest there on Halloween, and I, was, I dressed up as... I, it was kind of a made-up costume I had on this. Um, this black t-shirt with this crazy weird patch on it that Manisha given me. And then I was wearing these black wings and I had drawn a bunch of tattoos on myself and, um, maybe some, some, maybe some eye makeup too, but I was Azriel, the angel of death. Yeah, and <laughs> I got up on stage and pretty early in the evening. And again, I Sweet Child of Mine. This was still around that time. Sweet Child of Mine was my go-to. Yeah. And I, it start. The music started, and I'm up on the stage there at Club Deville, and the stage had astroturf. It was. It's outdoors, and it's got this sort of limestone wall behind it, and it's like a wooden stage with astroturf on it. Some kind of carpeted green carpet, right? Uh-huh. And so I start to. Um, switch my feet back and forth like Axl Rose would, you know, that style of dancing. And I had recently probably torn my ACL. I had torn it in soccer and I didn't go to the doctor and it just kind of healed up. And then another time, like my, my knee had like come totally out of socket and I, I knew I'd torn my ACL, but I hadn't been to the doctor. I just kept letting it like swell up and then go back. I didn't, I don't, Uh I didn't know that. Eventually I had surgery on it about a year later, but I'm up there on stage and my knee comes out of socket. Pretty close to the first of the song, right? And that's a, that's a, it's a lot of pain when that happens. And I gutted it out and I finished Sweet Child of Mine. Okay. But I really felt like I had not done a very good job because uh, my knee had come out of socket. <laughs> and uh, and so we, I sat down and I proceeded to drink and my knee was messed up. And then later in the night, I somehow got back up on stage and I did Bohemian Rhapsody. Whoa. Yeah. It's a seven-minute song. And by this time, the place was packed, too. Yeah. And I ended up winning the karaoke contest. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it, that was pro- that's probably my... I know I told that Graham Central Station kamikaze karaoke story, but yeah. that that was the, the, where I really felt like a champ. Like that wasn't, I, that wasn't some hillbilly Sunday night BS. That was downtown Austin on Halloween. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of the perfect song for that outfit, too. Uh, I mean, 
it's a tough it's it's a tough song because it's like a seven minute song it's a long time to be on stage uh that's well hats off to you yeah that's thanks uh, i mean that's, that's that was one of the last uh, times i dressed up on halloween one of the mount Everest's of karaoke songs i have a lot of respect for people who dress up on halloween and go total method <laughs> method costume <laughs> like you're so in character the whole time so how and maybe you can't answer this off the top of your head maybe you have to think about it how many karaoke contests have you won those are those are my two big ones yeah but there have been others i i, I don't know I mean, I, you've, I, you've, I, you've wanted I can Bridget's Christmas party. Oh right, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I knew there was another one, so there was that one too. But you know, karaoke is rarely a contest. Yeah, that's and that's the way it should be. Yeah, it should. It should um, mostly be people having fun with with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did though want to do to write a script about. It's like a la the color of money, where a guy it's like a karaoke shark and he travels from <laughs> town to town <laughs> winning yes. karaoke contests. So nobody steal that, okay? That yeah, that is the Matt yeah, the Matthew Rampy version of an Adam Sandler movie. I can totally see it. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> I you know, I look I I know it's probably not a necessarily a popular opinion these days, but I I love Adam Sandler movies, particularly the the ones from the golden era. Yeah, I listen. I love Adam Sandler. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not necessarily sticking my neck out for Grown Ups too, but <laughs> I recently saw that, um, and not not a comedy, but that um, uncut uncut gel. Gems. Oh yeah, that was a very good movie. That was good. Very very intense. Listen, when when he was. A, a superstar like freshman year at UT, like the, his, those a, that album had just come out. They're all gonna laugh at you. And mm-hmm. I went and saw him live at Bass Concert Hall. Oh wow! Yeah, it was awesome. Did he do the opera singing guy? I can't remember what all went on there. I I don't think I was uh, sober. I remember we. I remember we wanted to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Enough said, sir. Enough said. I, you know what? I don't remember. Uh, it is. Uh, I just. I just noticed. Drum roll, please. Oh uh, wait! It is. We actually have a drum roll. It is. Uh, tonight is our two-month anniversary. What? Of recording this podcast. Whoa. So we're 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 sending you guys about sixteen a month, which I think is it's a reasonable number. Two months. I would like in the future for it to be higher, but uh but but that's all down the road. No, definitely not anything we need to do. We need to. We need to rush. We definitely don't want to rush anything. 
We want everything to happen you know, or, organically. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if hunter-gatherers were suddenly in the enlightenment? It would be disorienting. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That yeah, that wouldn't have been good for anyone. You gotta do this one step at a time, <laughs> I think, is the way to go. But I'm... I'm, well, I'm now I'm very much looking forward to the enlightenment, though. When, when that's whenever that's oh, it's coming up. up. It's coming up. I think that's episode two eighty nine. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know when hey, the. Episode. Hey, listen, I'm a hunter gatherer. I don't know when the enlightenment is. <laughs> oh. The quote unquote enlightenment. Hunter gatherers, we love each and every one of you. Uh, some exciting news for the Seattle gang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Tell it. Our friend, Tell our it. friend, our friend uh, Gabriella Page Fort, uh, who is a Seattle rocker, she's the front woman of a couple of different bands there in Seattle, is going to join us. So, a little bit of, a little bit of Seattle action for you Seattle fans out there. Say her name again. Ali and Becky and the rest. Her name is Gabby or Gabriella Page, P A I G E dash Fort F O R T. She's a uh, her main band that, that she founded, and she's the lead singer and the set lead saxophonist for, is called the Stickers. Like, sticker, like, you know. Things. Is she listening? Has she been listening to the show? Uh, she, she has. She is, she is, despite the fact that she's not a huge fan of podcasts. <laughs> she me has me neither. I, I, hear, I hear you, Gabby. <laughs> she has listened to a couple of them. Um, so she'll be on soon. Alex Battles will be on soon, uh, and lots more, lots more excitement to come, folks. Definitely. When are we going? I really want to do an episode where we call Grace. Oh yeah, we should do that soon. Uh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll get with her about when we can do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that that would be enlightening for the listeners and for us. Um. Because, I mean, Grace has, you know, she's she's the co-producer. She's the executive producer, am I right? Producer, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> did you, okay, did you see my, um, did you see my avocado necklace? Yes. Yeah. I'm loving, I got loving this, I got, an, I got an avocado necklace from my daughter. We, we were at the dinner table, uh, and I don't know. How, oh, I oh I said I'm gonna do a, a avocado review of the movie we're watching, and and she's like, "What's what's an avocado review?" And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> on one magical hour, we can't be bothered with stars. We use avocados. We find them much more important than stars. And our our we we can't be held to five and ten's too many. So we have a super nuanced system of eight avocados." And she was like, "Huh?" <laughs> no, she was like, "Yeah, Dad, Dad that's great." Dad, she was, you are so full of stink, stinky stuff. She goes, "Hold on a second. She went and she got me this. Uh, she had this avocado necklace. It's like that just is, like a rubber. It has a smiley face in the pit. It's about, that is so cute. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's like, I have something you need, sir. Do you have a review this evening? I do. Uh, I'm really excited. Um, Anytime uh, Dickie's Dickie's roommate in law school was named Charlie, really cool kid from the Rio Grande Valley, uh, loved him dearly, um, and he 
has, you know, just like very similar taste in music to Dickie and I, you know, likes that indie rock. Also, you know, is interested in poetry and, uh, and had, likes, likes a lot of the same writers that I do. Um, but he's just one of those people where specifically, specific, specifically if he has a recommendation for both Dickie and me, you know, it's just one of those that I'm, I'm almost always sure is going to be good. You know, if, if Charlie took the time to recommend it to Dickie and I particularly, um, I, I can always be pretty sure it's going to be good. And he, uh, told me about this new show on HBO. It's a documentary show called, uh, called John Wilson, how to, or something, uh, and uh, so, yeah, kind of since uh, since he recommended it uh, yesterday, last last night before I went to bed, I uh, I looked at it immediately, and it is uh, there's only one episode so far, but it's it's super neat. It's this really weird. This guy uh, John Wilson, um, he kind of he's always wanted to be a documentary filmmaker. And he uh, he started doing it uh, uh, very early on. Uh, he actually, when he graduated, uh, he graduated from film school in 2008 and went to work as a private investigator in Boston. Oh yeah, that's the uh, typical after film school yeah. sort of path. He said, and he said, that was more of an education than anything else prior to that. I spent a lot of time watching and observing people without any barriers and also without them knowing. And, and so he, uh, he started shooting. Yeah. He started just following people around and filming them. And, and this, this, uh, this documentary is fantastic. The, and he, so every episode is a different how to, uh, the first one is how to make small talk <laughs> and, uh, you know, the understanding that maybe he's not necessarily very good at making small talk and, but he just, he just walks around with a camera and in that episode, he goes to Cancun and it's hilarious cause he doesn't, or at least he says that he doesn't realize that MTV is shooting their spring break <laughs> there. Uh, at the same time that he goes and there's there's this hilarious he like tries to go to the pool and ends up in the middle of one of those like uh, it's actually a poly D DJ set and he, like, <laughs> he gets accosted by by the security slash the producers because they're like sir you can't just turn around and stare at the cameras like that and it cuts to it cuts to like a wide shot and it's just like him, you know, he's kind of this pale, kind of hipster guy, you know, with a scraggly beard, and you know, everybody else is are like tan, and they're at the stage and they're bumping, and he's just turned around. He's got the most horrified look on his face, <laughs> and he's looking back. They're like, "Sir, like if you're you if you're gonna keep looking at the cameras like that, you have to leave." Like he's being kicked out for just just so not looking like he was having a good time. <laughs> they're like. Is that a, wait? Is that a recent thing in Cancun? Like, is is Polly D still a celebrity? Is I mean, he... I think it's like last year's spring uh, break. Okay, wow. <laughs> it just seems like it seems like the Jersey Shore was like ages ago. No kidding. 
but then he, you know, then he ends up, he finds this guy who's kind of down there alone too, and just ends up having, you know, like this real intense heart to heart with him. <laughs> and it's, you know, and it's just this kind of like kid, like covered in tattoos, but he ends up totally like disarmed and like, like the kid doesn't really have any friends. So like they end up talking and like having this intense conversation. It's super, that's super not small and, talk and super cool. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, the, that's yeah. That's he's so, small talk he, leads to. He fails in doing small talk. Uh yeah. Well anyway yeah, uh, uh yeah. Especially if you're into documentaries, I can't recommend this enough. Say say the name again. It's just called it's John Wilson How to, huh. or how to how to do I don't know. Um, and what did you watch that on? On HBO. On HBO. Okay. We'll yeah, check that definitely out. give the first episode. Eight avocados, yeah. It's, it's lots of fun. Whoa. Knocked it out of the park. Oh, the size guac you could do with eight avocados. <laughs> just, I mean. Just to write them out. A party size. Well, I, I have a review, but it kind of pales in comparison to that. Really? Yeah. I don't think that that's true. Well, okay. We'll see. Uh, it's I've, it's I've, not I've, an I've, it's not an eight avocado review. I've seen the I've seen the show sheet and I am super excited about it. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, in my continuing review of ridiculous movies, ridiculous family movies from the past, uh, tonight's uh, avocado review focuses on Hocus Pocus. It's a special Halloween edition. Um, Hocus Pocus is playing on Disney Plus. You're probably already aware. You've probably already seen it three times. Um, but I'm just going to give you a little, my little rundown. Of course, uh, the the film stars Bette Midler as the eldest uh, sister of a, a coven. Um, there's she's she's the eldest. She's the ginger witch. Her you got Kathy Najimy. Uh, who stars as her sister? She's kind of the silly stooge, and then you got Sarah Jessica Parker. She's like the young, cute, dumb. Uh, they are the Sanderson sisters of Salem, Massachusetts, and they are at the first of the movie. They are hanged for stealing the soul of uh, one of the town children, Emily Binks, and her brother Thackeray Binks is turned into a cat, and and. Oh, curse me with this more immortality <laughs> look if you're How gonna many times have we heard this story look if you're gonna turn me into a cat make me live forever you know like i can kill i can just kill mouse after mouse after mouse for centuries and centuries it sounds great um it's cut of course they they they're hanged and they give a little spell that uh takes them um what is it they 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 can be they're not re, they're not dead forever they can be revived by this thing uh the the black flame this was fun when um a, if a virgin lights the black flame um it, the, the sanderson sisters will come back which does happen in the future and then my kids are like dad what's a virgin and i'm like uh this is this is not a this is not appropriate uh so you know cut to 1993 the present and uh, um, you, you, you've got this kid, Max Dennison. And then I was like, Dennison, were they trying to make a, this is ye old 
word shop that's right inside of an avocado review where they trying to make a reference to this word denizen which is an inhabitant or occupant of a particular place or a foreigner allowed certain rights in the adopted country and this kid plays a kid from southern california who has just moved to salem massachusetts it's weird right and then then there's like some like teen love interests with I think the actress is Veronica Shaw, and then his little sister is Thora Birch, uh, you know, later stars in that American Beauty film, right? And um, so this, the uh, Max, in trying to impress the girl, accidentally brings the sisters back, right? And... Um, they uh, they gotta find they gotta get more souls of kids so that they don't so they don't turn to dust at sunset. That was part of their deal. Like they they can come back to life on Halloween sometime in the future with the help of a bumbling virgin. But uh, they gotta get more kids, and so they've got this they got this book that's. You talk about the goalposts, how things have changed. This is like kind of a family kids movie, but they're like they're they're. Uh, their magic book is covered in human skin and has like this eye, has a human eye. It's sort of, it's very bizarre. There's there's another there's another super bizarre episode in the future where it's Halloween and they're like going around town and the kids are trick or treating and they're looking for uh, their master. And Gary Marshall is plays uh, the devil, but he's really just trick, he's really just giving out candy to trick or treats. But they think he's the real devil. And then they, when they go into his house, Penny Marshall is his wife. Let's talk about a sister wife episode. Huh. Um, that's a really weird cameo. Um, but the 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 Sanderson sisters are able to like travel around under the cover of the holiday, you know. Which is also which is irritating about Halloween because that's totally possible, and uh, there's this whole like thing where they get burned in the art department kiln of the high school, huh. um, but then they weren't burned. Like the ki- like you think it's over. The kids think it's over, but it's this like false ending, and then for no nothing explicable, the vapor sort of comes back into the kiln. I don't know, man. This movie ju- this movie jumps the shark like five times. Probably, five, probably well. Five shark jumps. Yeah, probably well. Also, like well into it after all this has happened, there's this there's this scene with SJP where she is like singing this song and she's like the Pied Piper of the children of the town because they're trying to take the souls of the children and the. Just everything the, about this movie is exciting to me. Everything the the, the way, I, so I lo- I was looking into it. The movie was a big flop and lost Disney a bunch of money. But then it they kept playing it in like holiday specials, and then a VHS version came out, and then then it got this it got this following. They've made tons of money on this movie since they made it. Like it was a it was a real slow roll, which. Um, it gives me hope for this podcast. Um, <laughs> years later, they're still making money on this movie. Like they didn't put it out on DVD until like 2002, but then it's it, then it was like a blockbuster on DVD, and then they they put it on Blu-ray in 2012, and it sold a bunch of copies. It's crazy. The movie features, I think, some truly terrible special effects. 
and there's a really like forgettable climax. I think if you've if you've seen this movie at any time over the past twenty years, I I dare you to tell me how it ends. Like the way they tie it up in the end is just foolish. So listen, I'm giving Hocus Pocus generously five avocados. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this movie. Maybe four avocados. I mean, really, just I had never seen it before. Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker are enough for me. Um, it's five avocados. This worth a watch. Adding, adding that you know, making them witches is super exciting. It sounds like a parody of the Witches of Eastwick. <laughs> Maybe be when, like that movie had already come out at that time, right? Yeah. Although the Witches of Eastwick was kind of a parody. This, the movie you're describing sounds like it's more somehow more than the sum of its parts. Uh, the Witches of Eastwick was somehow less than the sum of its parts. I I, th- I think you're right, and I think that's probably what has drawn people back to this movie is like, they don't, they, it's sort of kitsch and it's and it's super ultra theatrical in in certain ways. I mean, and also they play it well over the top. Bette Midler plays it's it over like, top. Yeah. I think it Kath- like it doesn't take itself too seriously. No, I've- and I would say that was the problem with Witches of Eastwick was it took itself way too. Oh seriously. yeah, that movie was. Yeah, you're right. I, I would like to revisit that one. It should have been. I mean, you know, having Cher and Michelle Cher Pfeiffer and Michelle Pfeiffer and Jack Nicholson. In a in a movie about the occult, like that should have that should have been better than it was. It was a big movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was now Apocalypse Now, but <laughs> it wasn't very good. Well, have we come to the end of this zany, wacky episode? I think. Yeah, I think that the time uh, the time has come. Uh, be on the lookout for. A blue hunter moon on Saturday night. So blue moon is the second full moon in a month, in a month's time. Uh, and hmm. then the hunter moon is the is the first full moon after the harvest moon. Hmm. Uh, uh, and this one happens to be on Halloween. Wow. Which I think that that won't happen again to like. Uh, 2039, I believe, uh, is the next time we'll have a full moon on a Halloween. Dude, that so is spooky. Cool. With all the spooky stuff going on. Yeah, and only five days till the big day. Well, we love you, hunter-gatherers. The The sun will rise again. Uh, I think it will. I think that that's true. I'm going to go with Matthew on this one. We got a voucher. And remember, folks, the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine on the Hunter Moon. She used to have a place uptown where we used to hang around. When the evening sun went down, that was number two. I used to take the bus each day, it dropped me a couple blocks away. Used to let me stay when the night was through. Oh, yeah. 
Place uptown where I could stay. 